cheat. They cheat. They cheat. You can't handle the truth. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast, it is January 15th, 2024. Ah. <laughs> so today's Iowa caucus. So, but as I do every Monday, I'm going to uh, give a review of the mainstream media from Sunday, Sunday review of the mainstream media. And I'm going to start off with CBS Face the Nation, where CBS campaign analyst, this guy Salvanto, tries to sell Nikki Haley by stating that the poll finds that even though all three leading GOP contenders are leading over President Biden, that former president, excuse me, former U.S. ambassador uh, to the U.N., Nikki Haley, has the biggest lead over Biden. And then I'm also going to check out CBS Sunday Morning, where the CBS Sunday Morning Propaganda and the CIA uh, asset... Chief election and campaign correspondent Robert Costa tries to paint Trump as a criminal and racist, of course, what's new? Even while looking at how Donald Trump's rhetoric and grievances in and out of the courtroom are raising his poll numbers on the campaign trail. First, don't forget to engage the channel, like and subscribe to the podcast, share the podcast, leave a comment. Let's get into the headlines from the Sunday New York Times, uh, the newspaper that continually mischaracterizes the facts to mislead the public. Ah! All right, so we're going to start out uh, with this first, they had this big spread with um, many pictures and interviews with people in Iowa. And in the headline, Originally in the newspaper, it was nation's first voters weigh weigh Trump's gravitational pull. And then online, uh, the newspaper said in the headline, will you vote for Trump again? It's the question weighing on Republicans across the country, but Iowans get to decide first. We listened as they grappled with their choices. And basically what they did is they interviewed a bunch of people, a couple people that were sticking with Trump and the rest bailing on him, either going for Nikki Haley or Ron DeSantis, which the majority of people in Iowa are not going to do. So this is just, again, a, a, a false narrative that people are bailing on Trump in Iowa to give the impression that somehow Trump is faulted when actually he's more accepted now because everyone saw what he did in his first term and would like to go back to him, and, and I'll explain why in, in just a little bit, and in the segments from CBS Sunday Morning and from um, CBS Face the Nation. Also from the New York Times headline, Trump's dominance and snowy weather puts Iowa caucus economy on ice. 
Trump's dominus, how they st they stick that, that in there, and, and that's the point I'm trying to make with this article here by Rebecca Davis O'Brien. Republican candidates have spent heavily in Iowa, but the state has seen fewer visitors and winter storms have upended events and travel plans. Well, the, the weather, which I believe was concocted, contrived weather event, if you don't believe in weather weapons, it's a crazy conspiracy theory that all the research done in controlling the weather hasn't brought about and natural events, including tornadoes and earthquakes, hasn't brought about any fruit. So the billions of dollars invested in, in covert secretive research on controlling the weather and natural events somehow hasn't brought about any result. It's the same thing with mind control or influence people's behavior, how all the research in that hasn't brought about any fruit. I mean, it's just ridiculous to think that, oh, we spend billions of dollars on something and it doesn't work. Of course it works. I mean, I could explain and rationalize how it all works. You know, if you know anything about science and the weather, you could figure it out. I mean, at the very least, uh, chemtrails, cloud seeding, being able to control when it rains and where, um, what they do mostly is encouraging rain, obviously. Um, but I'm not going to digress too much into that and into earthquakes and tidal waves and tornadoes and all these other things they can bring to bear. What I'm saying here is they, and you might have seen uh, in, in in other Republican voting in primaries, et cetera, in Florida, they brought in hurricanes to disrupt. But here they bring in snowy weather to kind of disrupt the caucus in, in some shape or form. What they did is they disrupted the economy there, which the Ohio, uh, Iowa caucuses, excuse me, um, they get a bunch of visitors and a lot of money is spent by the campaigns there. And so they see a surge in the economy. For some reason, they haven't sought that this year, but they blame it partly on Trump, which is a complete misnomer. Other headlines here before we get back into more politics. Russia regains upper hand in Ukraine's east as Kiev's troops struggle. The actual headline in the newspaper was prospects in the east look even bleaker for Kiev. Indeed, they're losing the war. They could never win. As if R Russia brought um, a conflict to the back door or the steps of the United States, that somehow we wouldn't win uh, in our hemisphere just by its proximity. Obvious. Um, and the whole point was the West was trying to de de degrade Russia's military through this um, project, uh, projection of NATO and the West military power to the borders of uh, the of Russia, trying to threaten uh, the Black Sea dominance of Russia's naval fleet around in and around the Black Sea and Crimea. Um, but it's been a failure, and if people know the geostrategic importance of all this, they'd understand why this isn't. Not to mention that Russia is a very large nation. And as Kamala Harris said, <laughs> Ukraine is a very small nation, um, that the outcome was understood even before. Um, but they're going to push World War III here anyway. In any case, the subhead uh, here in this story from the New York Times, Ukrainians are weary, short of ammunition and outnumbered, and their prospects look bleak. And they've killed a whole generation 
uh, the West has sent a whole generation of Ukrainian men into the meat grinder. We can stop them for now, but who knows, one soldier said, tomorrow or the next day, maybe we can't stop them. They just don't have the numbers. Um, and that's why the West wants to start to get NATO involved, which they will do soon enough, probably before the election. Another New York Times article here, regional war no one wants. It is here. How wide will it get? The actual headline in the newspaper was none wanted regional war, but here it is. With the U.S.-led attacks in Yemen, there's no longer a question of whether the Israel-Hamas war will escalate into a wider conflict. The question is whether it can be contained. Uh, the point here is, if you didn't know, the war that was happening in Yemen between Houthi rebels and against um, the government in Yemen, which is Sunni, and the Houthi rebels, which are the majority of the populace in Yemen, are Shia. Shia and Sunni Muslims are opposed to each other for the history of Muhammad. It was basically came down to after Muhammad, the prophet of Islam, died, who would take the legacy on? So there was a differential there. So it's really an inter-Islamic inter, uh, conflict, and the West and Saudi Arabia supports the Sunni Muslims in the, in the government of Yemen, which is a desert country, it's really a desolate country on the Red Sea, and Iran is supporting the Houthi rebels. So it's a proxy war between the West and Saudi Arabia and the Sunnis and Russia and Iran supporting the Houthi rebels. So it's a proxy war and now it's no longer a proxy war because the West has intervened on the side of the government, the Sunni government in Yemen and soon Iran will probably come in, which we've seen. They've attacked shipping, just like the Houthis were doing. And so it has widened the war. We don't have to get the New York Times' take on it. I mean, and we can see that the West, and particularly the Biden administration, the Democrats, and the neoliberals, and the neocons, um, are pushing World War III in a wider conflict to disrupt not just the U.S. elections, but particularly the U.S. Elect presidential elections this fall. So we will be in a World War III scenario or definitely a wider conflict, probably resulting in Hezbollah terrorist attacks on U.S. interest and possibly even uh, in the United States during the election, which may or may not be Hezbollah or Iran, but will be blamed on them but could very well be carried out by the FBI or the CIA. Next headline, on the ballot in Iowa, fear, anxiety, hopelessness on Monday's caucuses. Voters casually throw around the prospect of World War III and civil unrest, anxious of divisions they fear tearing the country apart. This is true in the fact, and this is why I brought it up, um, the, the point is, is that... Here, they're talking about World War III and Civil War, which is antagonized and uh, contrived by the left. Um, the Civil War is between, is really against um, progressivism. Um, and the progressivism, both fiscally and also culturally, 
are 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 overstepping uh, a gradual incrementalism, and they're going too far for some traditionalists in the United States. So they want to stop uh, the cultural, you know, teaching kids about. Um, sex in particular, but also homosexual sex, gender bending, um, and somehow that slaves built the United States, which is not true, with a 1619 project, and and somehow that white supremacy and, and systemic racism in the United States is oppressing minorities, all this stuff is not true. And the real understanding fiscally that forget, uh, fiscal progressivism has got us into a very bleak, economic uh, situation. Plus, the warmongering and even the people on the left and the right understand the military-industrial complex and how left unbridled will go throughout the world for for various motive, creating conflict, um, for uh, propagating and promulgating uh, corporate imperialism but also um, to to bolster a, a very shaky economic picture. Not only that, um, but becoming rich for the people invested in the military industry, becoming rich in the process. So it's it's always multifaceted uh, the motives for for doing something. It's very simplistic to think that the elite uh, do uh, carry out, you know or catalyst or contrive situations for only one motive or one end. It's always multifaceted. There's a multifaceted return for carrying out operations, for lack of a better word, agendas, I should say. This is uh, John Kerry bows out as climate envoy. Mr. Kerry 80 is expected to work as President Biden's re-election campaign to stress the administration's climate achievements. All a bunch of bullshit. Uh, John Kerry was a failure of trying to convince people as he flew around in a private jet, trying to convince people that somehow CO2 or methane, which are naturally occurring gases, are poisonous. Not only that, but people uh, exhale carbon dioxide so you could see where the end game is there. Moving into the opinion pages very fast now. Um, the seeds of Joe Biden is planted. The actual headline in the newspaper was Biden's, um, uh, Biden uh, deserves credit for his economic success by this Applebaum character. And they changed the headline, the seeds Joe Biden has planted. So here this guy argues that somehow as I mentioned before, progressive fiscal policy was successful where it wasn't. It can boast it can bolster the stock market by investing borrowed money, uh, uh, fake money, creating money out of thin air, and then giving it to political donors who th then invest it in the military industrial complex because they advance knowledge of political agendas that will come in the future. And so then they invest in, let's say, defense spending, knowing there'll be a war uh, against Russia and then a war against Iran. And just like how Nancy Pelosi got rich, uh, insider trading is not elite. It's illegal for anybody else, but it's not illegal for people that work uh, in the government. 
Um, and then they changed the definition of a recession and everybody is predicting we're gonna re go into a recession this year, uh, later this year, but they changed the definition of recession. Um, so even though we're already in a recession that they say we're not in a recession, it's only two quarters of negative growth and they changed it to three or four quarters or something like that. And so they said, oh, we're not in a recession. Uh, we are in a recession. We're more likely gonna go into a, a depression. And the only way out of that is uh, more deficit spending. And the only reason people will agree to it is try to convince them that it's a war. We need to prosecute a war. And Ukraine war, the Ukraine war against Russia isn't flying anymore uh, amongst the electorate. So now it's a religious war. Uh, uh, Israel against the Muslims. Uh, come on. <laughs> Even though, as I mentioned previously, the war in Yemen is Muslim against Muslim. So whatever. <laughs> it's, again, it's more smoke and mirrors shit trying to convince the electorate of XYZ. And when none of this works, here comes disease X. And everybody, you know, everybody will understand that disease X is something. Got to move quicker now. Uh, another opinion piece by Brett Stevens, the case for Trump by someone who wants him to lose. And you should read this article. Uh, what was the case for Trump by someone who wants him to lose by Brett Stevens? So basically, he lays out all the reason Trump is winning, but then uses... Uh, uses rationalization, he rationalizes, he tries to convince you that these aren't legitimate reasons to want to vote for Trump. Um, read the article. I'm not going to go through all the article because we don't really have time. Um, but if you go through the opinion piece uh, by Brett Stevens here, the case for Trump by someone who wants him to lose, he lays out all the reasons Trump is winning. It's a disaffected middle class and the middle class aren't stupid as much as the academic elite would like to think we're so smart because we read books and we went to college and ivy league and all these things most people understand uh, basic political policy even academics and people that call themselves liberal or progressive don't understand politics politics is about policy not personality you have to understand fiscal and economic policy which can be complicated because it's math and People don't like to do math. Foreign policy, which you have to understand history and, and geography, um, and also other uh, political milieu in different countries, which people don't know. People don't read the news or whatever. What You know what's going on in, in Ecuador or in Argentina or, or in Hungary or the Netherlands or in Germany, or they don't understand what's, or Ukraine, they don't understand what happens politically in other countries. They barely understand what's happening political in this country. And so you have to understand that foreign policy, and then you have to understand domestic policy. And what's in everybody's mind domestically now is the open border, which everybody agrees on both sides of the aisle um, is untenable. Um, it doesn't matter. It's not racist how you feel about it at all. It just, you can't let in millions of undocumented, unskilled people into the country and not have it have a economic effect. We don't care. I love hardworking people. I can understand people want to come to the United States for 
opportunity and there's something to said there's something to be said for uh, an amnesty plan but you can't have an amnesty plan without closing the border and not everyone could get amnesty period there has to be some deportation and that all has to come first closing the border deportation and then we could talk about the people remaining amnesty and a road for citizenship but you can't argue that with the border open and you can't fling open the doors and said we're here for you so let's first start, first we're gonna start with Face the Nation and Anthony Salvato, who again tries to push Nikki Haley, and there's a plan for Nikki Haley to get close in Iowa and then win New Hampshire and then go into Super Tuesday in her home state of South Carolina, which she could win, and then there's a possibility for the vector of a Republican because to be honest with you, the establishment wants Nikki Haley, they don't even want Biden. So there will be a coup, I predict a brokered convention, we'll see. And then we're gonna leave you with um, CBS Sunday Morning with a CIA asset, Robert Costa, who tr I cut out all the racist points where they say Donald Trump is racist and Iowans are voting on Martin Luther King Day. <laughs> who cares about, what is, that doesn't have anything to do with it, it has to do with what I said, policy. Foreign wars, getting us involved in foreign wars and Americans are traditionally isolationist. Fiscal policy, which has to do with how America spends its money, the tax dollars, and the borrowing, which is out of control. You could look at the numbers. And domestic policy, which the most pressing thing besides the economy is the open border. So first, we're going to look at um, Anthony Salvato with um, his take on um, the GOP primary in Iowa and the polling. We begin today not with what you do know. What? That former President Trump is looking strong in Iowa, based on our reporting and state polls. We want to instead look at the bigger picture, that all three top GOP contenders begin the year with a lead over President Biden. Former President Trump is up 50 to 48%. We turn now to CBS News Executive Director of Elections and Surveys. That's a pretty dramatic advantage. Point on the economy, we still see voters telling us, really by two to one, that they feel like they might be worse off under Biden than better off financially. And that's important because it reflects this ongoing sting of what's happened with him and his ratings after inflation. Inflation is slowing, but prices are still high. Your poll found President Trump with his biggest lead among GOP primary voters nationwide thus far this cycle. 55 points. What's driving it? Indeed. Well, look, some of this is he just spans different parts of the party and has appeal. So for Republicans who want a tax cut, he's their guy. For Republicans who are MAGA, who want a more combative approach, who want that culture war, he's their guy. And part of it, just by the numbers, is he's got more strong supporters than anybody else, people who say they're considering only him who will not change their minds. And that throughout this, this campaign has put a floor under his support. It's been really hard for any other candidate to shake. But this is something and a phenomenon with this showing loyalty to an individual that we really have not seen for people in polling in US politics other than for Donald Trump and that MAGA base. They like that idea, the idea of punishing or going after his political opponents 
if he gets into office. In, in the eyes of the MAGA base, they bought the narrative that the election was stolen. They want to see pardons for the January 6th rioters. And all of that means to them that they've had something taken from them and they're trying to push back against it. And Donald Trump is their vehicle for that. When we ask people what they think of diversity efforts in the U.S., the people feel that diversity efforts in the U.S. have gone too far, are overwhelmingly voting for Trump. The people who feel that they haven't gone far enough are overwhelmingly for... Do you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black? And that tells you what that role of race is in the campaign. And that's an important dynamic, not just when we look at the strong Trump support, but what sets up one of the key narratives going forward in the 24 campaign. They're going to put you all back in chains. Excuse me. So there you go. I mean, that's not hard to see what, what they're angling at there. They're trying to um, tell you, oh, that Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, um, without talking about the historic, historic lead that Trump has just nationally, both Demo just throughout the electorate, but particularly in the GOP, they're not talking about the historic uh, primary victory that Donald Trump is about to take. Going on to CBS Sunday morning uh, with CIA, CIA asset Robert Costa, who again pushes Nikki Haley um, and tries to paint Trump as a racist. <laughs> In Washington this past week, attorneys for former President Trump argued in federal court that an ex-president should be immune from prosecution. Arguments that seem to get little love from the judges. I feel that as a president, you have to have immunity. Very simple. A ruling could come in days, though it could be appealed to the Supreme Court. Hinging on that decision is the Justice Department's case against Trump for attempting to overturn the 2020 election. Also on the docket, a federal trial for mishandling classified records, Georgia state charges of state election interference, and in New York, a defamation suit, plus trials over hush money payments to a porn star, as well as real estate fraud. What percentage of your time these days is spent on your campaign? What percentage is spent on your legal issues? Well, see, my legal issues, every one of them, everyone, civil and the criminal ones, are all set up by Joe Biden, crooked Joe Biden. They're doing it for election interference. And in a way, I guess you'd consider it part of the campaign. Trump blaming his legal woes on conspiracy. While Iowans caucus tomorrow, the nation will also pay respects to the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. What? Do you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black? Yet Trump's incendiary rhetoric on immigration has only helped cement his lead in polls with Republicans. Haley has her sights set on New Hampshire later this month, hoping to benefit from... I feel that as a president, you have to have immunity. Very simple. Yeah, they, they engage in wordplay, um, which is not surprising. Um, the, just the way they add, like, uh, Trump supporters believe in the narrative that Trump was cheated out of the election. <laughs> it wasn't a narrative. 
and then they say that Trump, as a former president, enjoys immunity. It's not the fact that he was a former president, it was the fact that as president, you have immunity. So anything, crimes you commit in office can get you impeached, certainly, but you can't be criminally convicted after you leave office. Um, to be honest with you, the only thing, the charges you can face that have penalty, and the penalty is death, is treason. Otherwise, if you commit crimes as president, you can be impeached. But not afterwards, the criminal courts get to go after you and put you in prison. That's not how it works. That's never happened. In, in the history, the only thing they have, I think it was Martin Van Buren, got, got uh, pulled over and arrested for speeding. I think that's the only case of an ex-president ever being arrested. Um, you deserve some sort of immunity. Now, if an ex-president ever um, could be, ever was convicted, could be convicted or of murder or murdered somebody, that's a bigger threshold. But to actually try to convict an ex-president of something as um, benign as as many people have pointed out, as property, uh, uh, incorrectly valuing property to secure a loan, all real estate developers do that. And then these other trumped up, char <laughs> trumped up charges about whether because he talked to somebody about something that somehow he tried to overturn uh, the presidential election. Uh, in 2020, everybody knows the presidential election in 2020 was suspect. And just saying, hey, we should look into that because the numbers just don't make any sense. We should take a second look at it. That's not trying to overturn the election. That's saying this looks suspicious. We should look at it. We should investigate and say, no, we don't need to investigate. You know, you, you said something, so you're trying to overturn the election. Just not happening. It was all contrived. As, and they're very skilled at this. It's all the, the propagandists that, that are in the news and you know whether it's Robert Costa or Anthony Salvato, they, they all know how to weave the speech to, to leave that door open to lead you to believe that somehow that Trump is really racist and, and that's the real and he's going to be a dictator and authoritarian. And that's a narrative that has no basis in reality, objective reality, you know. And all the postmodernists in their subjective reality goes, I can believe whatever I want. Okay. But it's not, there's no any basis in subjective reality. And you can't rationalize your way out of this one. All right. Everybody wants Trump because they want to get things in, a, in better shape. You know, the chaos. Chaos wasn't. You know, the chaos was caused by the Democrats and the establishment people not wanting Trump because he's going to break all their toys, all their toys that they used for graft, mostly graft and power. All right. So for me, Rudy's Revelation, don't forget to like the podcast, share the podcast. See you tomorrow. This is all a conspiracy. You know, you know that it's a conspiracy there.